Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Want to learn how to be an entrepreneur? You are dedicated and devoted to a life of developing new ideas and innovations. Willing to take calculated career risks, achieving independent wealth and success. Then you are ready to experience the entrepreneur effect. We'll highlight opportunities for entrepreneurs in digital marketing through interesting, practical, and thought-provoking interviews and monologues. Increase your income and be your own boss by listening to The Entrepreneur Effect. Please welcome your host, a 25-year veteran in sales, management, and business development, Dush Ramachandran. Hi, and welcome to Entrepreneur Effect. This is Dush Ramachandran, and my guest today is Susan Solovic, who is the author of the new book, The 1% Edge, Small Changes That Guarantee Relevance and Build Sustainable Success. Welcome, Susan. Well, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Wonderful. Thank you so much for taking the time. So this is really an interesting concept that small changes um, can have a big difference in or can create a big difference and guarantee relevance and build sustainable success. So give us a give us a quick sort of um, synopsis of the book and the premise behind the book, if you would. Sure. Well, you know, I actually got fascinated by this subject matter because we have seen so many brands that have disappeared over the last, you know, even 10 years. Um, And I I looked at them like one of my favorites. I'll give you an example, linens and things. I loved going there and then poof, it was gone. And you look at that and you think it really wasn't the product. I mean, they had good products and I'm sure their management team, you know, they're not idiots. But 
So I started examining what is the difference that keeps people ahead of the curve and maintains that relevancy in this market that's changing so rapidly. And so I created a process, it's a six-step process that helps businesses build innovation into their company's DNA so that you're making real-time decisions. And it's not just about those tweaks that you make in your product or service, but it's about the tweaks that you make in your process, your systems, your finances, the people that you have on board, your customer experiences. You're constantly innovative and pushing the envelope a little bit more and a little bit more. And what I've found is that companies that are willing to do that, and sometimes you might stub your toe and and fall right on your face, but that's okay. Um, and, And they learn and they move forward and they are the ones that are able to remain competitive. And so I, it's, it's a fascinating concept to me. Um, I think that smaller organizations, uh, growing organizations have more agility and have a greater ability to actually transform their organizations into this kind of innovative environment than big companies do. I mean, let's face it. I've worked for major companies. You get an idea, what happens? You got to run it up the ladder of management. You got to run it through legal. You got to run it through compliance. And before you get it through all those layers, the window of opportunity is gone. So we or have the to- idea gets killed. Yeah, exactly. So we really have to be willing to say, okay, I'm going to continually update that, you know, that five-year strategic plan, forget about it. It's yesterday's news. So, um, so this, this notion of small changes, um, and we've seen, as you've, as you've just described, we've seen massive changes, um, you know, come to the retail landscape, for example, um, Toys R Us has been a fixture for so many years. So many kids grew up, uh, you know, buying toys from Toys R Us, being taken to Toys R Us for their birthdays, and so on. And Toys R Us is now gone. And the same things happened to so many other um, retail companies who've all suffered. Um, So what... So help us dive a little bit deeper into the concept of small changes. So what might those small changes be that, uh, say, a company like uh, Toys R Us might have implemented that would have saved them from the fate that they have unfortunately had to endure now? Well, I think that sort of the writing was on the wall there for them because we could see everything was going more online and it's a different marketplace. But I think that um, if, if you're looking at the changes that are happening in, happening in the industry, so technology is going to change it, you know, legislation is going to change it. And I think if they had been more proactive in adjusting what I've seen happen in organizations of all sizes, you know, when sales start falling off or let's say, you know, we're not meeting our objectives or whatever, we have a tendency to rationalize and we look at things and say, oh, well, you know, the economy's bad or this was a really hard winter and that's why people weren't out there and it'll, it's going to turn around. It's going to be different. But you really have to be willing to ask those hard questions. And so one of my first steps is always getting stepping away from the business and asking the really tough questions that you don't know the answers to but that you're willing to look at with an open mind, leave your ego on the doorstep, no sacred cows, and say, what's happening out there? Not just, 
with our product and service because you can have the best one out there ever. But what's happening with technology, what's happening with our team, what's happening with competition and even legislation. Now, you mentioned retail, but I spoke to the National Court Reporters Association. There's a service provider that is the industry is being dramatically affected by technology. So they're trying to reinvent themselves. So you've got to keep looking continually and saying what's happening out there. You don't want your industry or your business to be what I call Uberized. You know, the taxi industry, boom. Mm -hmm. Whoever saw it coming. coming. So you don't want to be blindsided. Great. And so for, um, so does does your book uh, lay out specifics that uh, business owners might be able to follow a, uh, a sort of uh, a, a recipe for how to avoid um, being sort of shut out of your marketplace as a result of changes that are coming to your your industry. It it actually does um, with this caveat. I taught an MBA class for a while, and I always used to tell my students it's really important. And it was on entrepreneurship. I said it's really important to understand formulas, to understand case studies, to see what's happened in the past. But if you're relying on those blueprints in today's marketplace, you know what? You're already out to lunch. (laughs) You're behind the history. So yes, we all wanna learn. But I think in my process, I encourage people, so there's a six step process. So you go through every aspect of your business Um, You set your priorities, you review and execute. And the last step, step number six, is to start from the beginning and begin all over again. So I don't know about you, but I've worked in the corporate world before when, you know, you get these buzzwords like total quality management, TQM. And you go in and you go through this whole process and everybody gets this big binder and this is how it's going to be done. And you put it in a drawer and poof, it gets dust on it. That's not what you can do anymore. It has got to be this real-time, constant constant analysis of what you're doing. Do I have an exact formula? No, I don't. Because if I gave you exact formula, it would already be obsolete. (laughs) Sure, absolutely. And um, so what what was the motivation behind writing the book? Uh, was that was that because you saw a number of businesses that had failed to adapt and were facing extinction as a result of that? Or did it come from a discovery that you had made where you felt um, that this was this was something that you learned and this was a message that you wanted to pass on to uh, the rest of the world? How did you come to write the book? Really both of those things. And then there's a third thing. So without naming any names, um, I do work with a lot of major brands, uh, building content, uh, reaching out to the small and medium-sized marketplaces, and I would watch their procedures. And there were too many times when I felt like, oh, they felt like, you know, we got to come up with something else. We got to do something. We got to do something. And they sit in an, in a conference room and they come up with these ideas. And I could sit there and look at it and think, okay, wait a minute. You know, why would you be doing this? Because there are already other people doing this. And why do you think you can be successful? You know, and and do we really need another ABC or widget or whatever? Um, And yet they they do this. I call it throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping something sticks. Um, And, you know, they throw all this time and effort and energy towards something 
without really understanding what the market wants. And so today, whether you're a big company or you're a small company, by utilizing big data, I mean, and when I say big data, I don't mean, you know, big. I mean, using the analytics that we have that says this is resonating with the market. Oh, we're listening. And this is what we're missing. Oh, we could do a better job with this. So it's those constant enhancements. And when I also talk about innovation, you know, it's not about being disruptive, not about inventing the greatest new sexy shiny bright item. It's always about continually moving one step ahead meeting market needs, listening, even listening to what your employees want and empowering them to be focused and giving them the opportunity to say, here's what we see. Here's what we think can be done. There's no such thing as a dumb idea. So let's approach it. And I think Sam Walton said something like, uh, do it, try it, fix it. Um, (laughs) You know, I mean, you just got to go out there, try it. If it doesn't work, But I see these larger companies I work with, they throw so much money into something and then a year and a half, two years later, they've abandoned it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Great. We'll take a short break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Susan Soloway. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for more of The Entrepreneur Effect when we return. Catholic Charities is committed to providing life's basic needs. We thank you for bringing us all here today, letting these people understand how Catholic Charities runs and how important these people are. And we ask you to guide them, to protect them, and keep them here forever because this community needs them. Visit www.catholiccharitiesusa.org to learn more. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision, especially when you're galloping high speed on a horse named Archibello. So yes, my body hurts, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. Oh, Archibello! Learn more at brainhealth.gov. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. You are experiencing the entrepreneur effect. Here's Dush Ramachandran. And welcome back. This is Dush Ramachandran with Entrepreneur Effect. My guest today is Susan Solovic, who is the author of the new book, The 1% Edge, Small Changes That Guarantee Relevance and Build Sustainable Success. So, Susan, before the uh, break, you were talking about, you know, what led you to write the book and how, you know, many companies have... um, have been able to avoid uh, real problems by making small shifts rather than going with these big corporate initiatives like Six Sigma and total quality management and all of those kinds of things, but small intuitive shifts. Um, That's a really tantalizing concept, um, but not something that's been pursued extensively. Do you have any 
examples, I mean, are there any case studies or uh, stories that you can tell of one or two companies that have really done that well, um, companies that we might recognize perhaps? Well, I think on a large scale, if you look what Amazon has done, I mean, Amazon started out as an online book sailor, right? right? I mean, and then, you know, they kind of kept evolving and evolving. And the interesting thing about Amazon, which, you know, is all about being online, online, online. And then now they've purchased Whole Foods. Right. So, you, you know, you can't get married to your business operations or the way you think business should be run. You know, they're seeing an opportunity now because of grocery delivery and that sort of thing. They're seeing a new opportunity and they're saying, okay, yeah, we're an online retailer. They also created a marketplace for other smaller businesses and retailers to sell their product and service. So there's a great collaboration there. And so I really, really like that concept. I also think that Zappos is another great example because um, I always say that a business owner really needs to know what they're selling. And too often I see, and when I speak to groups, I say, if you can take your marketing material and you can put your competitor's logo on top of your material and it pretty much still works and vice versa, you haven't differentiated yourself. Sure. And I, you know, you really have to know from a visceral sense, what is it that I'm selling? What is my customer buying? And Zappos says, we're selling happiness in a box. Sure. You know, who doesn't love to get shoes, you know, on their doorstep? Um, another great example of that is Build-A-Bear Workshop. You know, I collect teddy bears. I'm a middle-aged woman who has hundreds of teddy bears. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's <you> know, awesome. <laughs> yeah. So you can buy a teddy bear at, you know, Target for 10 bucks, right? Or, you know, if I want to go to Germany and buy a Steve bear for hundreds of dollars, I can do that. Or I can go online and go to Vermont Bears and buy a, a teddy bear. But the process is still all, pretty much the same way. When Maxine Clark built Build-A-Bear, what she realized was it really wasn't about selling teddy bears. It's about ex selling the experience, the memories. That's where you take your kid, your you know grandchildren, your niece, your nephew, any special little friends, whatever. And I, I love this and I use it in my presentations. A couple of years ago, she did a holiday commercial and um, it was a little girl with her dad in the Build-A-Bear and the little girl was doing a reindeer. And she looks at the little girl of dad and says, Dad, do you know why I like coming here? And he said, oh, because you get to pick out your little reindeer and make him. She said, no. And then he said, well, because you get to put all those little accessories and, you know, all the foo-foo stuff, so many words. Mm -hmm. And she said, no. And he said, then what is it, honey? And she said, because I get to do it with you, Dad. Mm. I mean, talk about giving you goosebumps. <laughs> Right, and, exactly. and so I think that, you know, that's so critical. You got to know what you're selling. What so many businesses think they're selling is not what they're selling. Right. That I think is, is a key, key point there. Yeah. Um, so in, in doing research for this book, uh, I'm sure you had to talk to uh, a lot of people in a lot of different companies. Um, what was the, what was the general reception to the idea of making small changes? Uh, was that regarded as heresy by large corporations or did they, did they think it was a, uh, a refreshing new way of looking at their world? 
Well, you know, the, honestly, I will have to say this. I did not get a lot of feedback from the larger corporations. I mean, once again, I've worked in that environment. I'm an attorney myself, so I understand the reluctance to discuss that. But I will say that the smaller organizations, especially those that are kind of in that mid-range that are trying to grow and have hit a plateau, the light bulb goes off. You can see it in their face. And they're like, yes, because too often, you know, we start a business uh, on our own as an entrepreneur because we're really good at what we do. Um, Doesn't mean we know that much about the business fundamentals of growing a business. And you get to a certain level and um, you hit that plateau. And because we tend to do what everybody else is doing, it's a cookie cutter approach. Sure. And when you start talking to them about, and I use the phrase, just a noticeable difference. So if you look at Ben and Jerry's ice cream, for example, you know, they started this business making ice cream and they could have done it like everybody else does it, right? And they might've done pretty well. You know, they could have made some strawberry and pistachio or whatever and built a little bit of a following. But they threw all these funky flavors in and and really made it very different. And so people lined up for Ben and Jerry's because you couldn't get it anywhere else. And I use this example. My favorite Ben and Jerry's flavor is Cherry Garcia. Mm-hmm. Look, yeah, Cherry. Yep. Cherry Garcia. In fact, I can't keep it in my freezer, so I don't buy it. <laughs> but, um, Cherry Garcia was named after Jerry Garcia of the Grateful Dead. And Jerry Garcia is noted to have said... It's not enough to be the best at what you do. You have to be perceived as the only one who does what you do. And that's that noticeable difference. You want to just say, you know what? If you want what Susan Solovic offers, you're only going to get it from Susan Solovic. And it doesn't have to be leaps and bounds, you know, away from anybody else. It has to be just that noticeable difference. It's that 1% edge. Right. And I think that that is absolutely the key, and I think you've you've hit on it um, very, very well. So so we have just another two minutes to go in this segment. <laughs> um, so let me ask you this. in in putting this book together, um, have you have you encountered uh, a lot of support from the smaller companies that you worked with uh, that that came to you with stories or or did you did you find a lot of interesting examples that uh, you've been able to use in your research? I, I have and I'm in both ways. you know companies that are struggling because they're trying to uh, do the same old same old. And then I found some that are out there, you know, they're looking for, like I mentioned, the Court Reporters Association. I was really impressed in talking to some of those business owners about how they are looking at ways to reinvent the way they do business. And, you know, I think that's critical because if you're if you're resting on your laurels and you're saying, well, you know, there's still, if you look at Firestone Tires years ago, they were like one of the best companies in this country. And they had great relationships and a huge amount of business. They they did not see the radial tires coming in from Asia. Right. When they came in, they started trying to change their operations. And they tried to fit, according to their manufacturing, a square peg into a round hole. And they ended up having to sell out to Bridgestone. So, you know, I think 
we can't sit back and say, oh, this isn't going to happen. We're going to be okay. You know, we got to look at it and say, this is happening. And yeah, my business might be plugging away all right, right now. But like, as I said, the court reporters, but they realize that in a very short period of time, they may become obsolete. So they are looking for ways to say, this is how we can bring value to our current customers in a new way. Right. Okay. Well, we'll take a short break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Susan Solovic. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Stay tuned for more of The Entrepreneur Effect when we return. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. St. Jude continues to advance by increasing cure rates in childhood cancer. And donors are important to us because you get the feeling that you have a team behind you. When it comes to research and advancements, there are some things that only we can do because we have the resources and we have the focus. And so if St. Jude doesn't do it, who will? St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. You are experiencing the entrepreneur effect. Here's Dush Ramachandran. And welcome back. This is Dush Ramachandran with Entrepreneur Effect. My guest today is Susan Solovic, who is the author of the new book. Um, and it's really quite a fascinating, fascinating exercise in, in chatting with Susan today about her new book. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm uh, really intrigued by the notion of the 1% edge. So, Susan... Explain to us, if you would, why the 1% edge? You know, it's funny that you asked me that question because when I first presented my proposal to the publisher, they were sort of, I don't quite get it. So I finally, no pun intended, boiled it down to this. Water is very hot at 211 degrees, but at 212 degrees, it's boiling. That one degree difference can make all the difference in the world. And I think that's what business owners need to think about. They don't need to think about, oh my gosh, I've got to make all these dramatic changes or I've you know, got to do this or that. If you're constantly looking at pushing just that 1% difference, you're going to stay ahead of the game. 
you know, if you're standing still, I, I this is not my line, but I have to say that the founder of Quicken Loans, um, mm-hmm. I was speaking at an event with him recently, and he used the concept of you either choose to be the status quo or the status grow. And I loved that line, and that's why I don't want to take credit for it. But I thought if you want to stand in the status quo, you're going backwards in today's market because it's changing so rapidly. Sure. But if you're looking at the status quo, or status grow rather, you know, you're constantly moving forward, marching forward. And as I said earlier um, in one of the segments, I said, you know, if you find out that the direction you're going, it either needs to be tweaked or it isn't working out the way you want, you know what, fail quickly, change direction and move forward. And that's the way companies can actually succeed today. So that's the notion of the one percentage. The, totally. The one percent difference that can make all the difference between boiling or not boiling, which is exactly, exactly. right. I mean, and that can, that I mean, you can take that at the other end of the scale as well, um, where, you know, 33 degrees and the water is not freezing. At right. 32 degrees, it's frozen. It's ice. It's That's a, a great point. Thing. So yeah. it it works on the the opposite end of the spectrum as well. So that's really interesting. So um, many of our listeners uh, are business owners themselves. They're entrepreneurs. So um, and most of them uh, operate small to medium businesses, and uh-huh. they're entrepreneurial in in nature. So what would be the one key element of advice that you would give them. How, how would you say they should uh, stay ahead of the game by looking for that 1% edge? What's the best way to do that? Well, you know, I said the first step is always to sit back and really ask the tough questions. Park your ego at the door, you know, no sacred cows, don't get married to the way you're doing business, you know, whatever. But I think the other thing is, for businesses is that I have a step in there called cut the dead weight. And if you look at a business and you look at their product or service wheel and you start to look at what's profitable, what's not profitable, you know, are there things that the business owner just loves, but it's not cutting it anymore. And there's a much more profitable um, business segment that they could be going after. Then, you know, they need to make those adjustments. But I think, two more things that are critically important. One is people. And when you start a business, you know, and you start bringing on your team, they become like family. But if you're really growing your organization, sometimes those people are not the right people to go to the next level with you. And we have a lot of disengaged employees. And if you really want to keep that edge You've got to have employees who are innovative, creative, that can see the vision. Um, and a lot of business owners think, well, if I have somebody in the chair, it's better than nothing, right? <laughs> That's not right. true. you got to have the right people. And the, the other thing is, you know, really being able to drill down into your financials. So I think a lot of us who have been around for a while, you know, you get a P&L statement once a month, you talk, deal with your CPA, blah, blah, blah. In today's environment, you really need to have a dashboard with your key performance indicators that you are looking at at almost a daily basis to make decisions in a real-time situation. If you're relying on historical numbers, 
you may be too late. You may be losing ground. So I think those are a few really critical things. I think that's really good advice. So finally, um, the one percentage is out and it's available wherever books are sold. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> it's available on Amazon.com and yes. Barnes and Noble and all of the other bookstores and everywhere. Book well. Yes, yes, Wonderful. absolutely. So, and if any and, of our listeners would like to engage with you, what's the best way they could do that? Well, I'm certainly on Twitter, Susan Solovic. I'm on Facebook at facebook.com, Susan Solovic. And my website is susansolovic.com. And um, there's a way to contact me in all those venues. And I'm usually pretty good about getting back to everyone. So if I don't get back to you in 24 hours, you know, send me another message and I'll, I'll get back to you. My passion is really helping businesses grow and thrive in this economy. Wonderful. Susan, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. It's been, it's been delightful. Thank you so much for inviting me. I appreciate it. Very good. Thank you. Bye-bye. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.